The following message is a presentation of Valley Metro Church, a community of believers dedicated to knowing God and making Him known. Good morning, everybody. All right. If you didn't guess, when Lindy said her husband was speaking, she wasn't talking about Pastor Brian. That's actually me. So hello, if you haven't met you before, um, thank you for being here this morning. Uh, my name is Joey. I usually work with the youth in the other room, so uh, I apologize if this is any different than what you're used to. Uh, generally, we're, we're laughing and joking around a lot, so I, I hope, hope we can have a little bit of fun this morning. Um, so yeah, so it's fantastic. Pastor Brian is awesome. You all know that. Uh, he's away this week, um, but he'll be uh, back very soon. So, all right, so I want to ask a question here. Now, this is a difficult question, so prepare your minds. Here we go. Who here today is living life? Okay, that's good, that's good. Most of you raised your hands. So, for the people that didn't raise your hands, that's a little scary. Um, We are in the midst of a zombie apocalypse, but hey, praise the Lord, because at least the zombies are coming to church, right? Um, So, that's right, you are all living your life. And uh, it's interesting because you can live your life and you can look at your life in different ways, right? So you can look at your life through your own point of view. That's kind of what you're forced to look at your life with, is your own point of view. But you can also look at your life through other people's points of view. That's not generally recommended uh, because, you know, you can't please everybody. And then you can also look at your life through God's point of view. So I'm going to focus on two point of views this morning. I'm going to focus on God's point of view for your life and our point of view for our life. Now, here's the thing. We have a very different view of our lives than God does. And there's a very simple reason for that. And that's because he sees more than we do. Like, for instance, you can jump to any moment in the past. Right? Let me prove this to you. Okay. So here we go. Um, I'm sure a lot of people here are married. So I want you to do right now, go to your wedding day. Boom. You're there. I can prove to you you're there. Look down and, uh, and look what you're wearing. For me, I'm wearing uh, a tux, black tux. I have a purple handkerchief. Um, I have uh, uh, Marvel superhero cufflinks in. Um, If I look around the room, I can know that that way is the kitchens. Uh, There's a fireplace over there. That's where my best friend is sitting. Oh, behind me is the windows. Over there, look, I can look all over the room because I can be there. I can't change anything. That's the way the past works. But you can jump right to the past. It's there. You can be there, right? You can also be right here in the present. So you can look and see what you're wearing right now. I'm wearing a Valley Metro t-shirt. Uh, I'm wearing shorts. You see what I'm saying? Like, we are in the moment right now. Okay, so for anyone who's not married here, I want you to jump to the future to your wedding. What are the people around you wearing? We have no idea. What is it? Oh, they're beautiful. It's a beautiful wedding. Um, you actually don't, you don't know. You could take a guess. You could take a stab in the dark. Um, but you don't really know because... You're, you can't go there. But that's the difference with God. God knows the end from the beginning. So his point of view on your life is different than your point of view because we're tainted by this thing where we can only see a little bit into the future, generally about one day into the future. And that's a very scary thing. So I wanted to illustrate this to you. I hope our sound is working. We were playing with the sound this morning. We, we haven't run uh, this uh, type of system before. Um, uh, but I want to give you an example of what life can be like sometimes from our point of view. Now, here's a warning. This is probably the only explicit content warning you will ever get in a church. But this morning, on this video, uh, this video, you are going to see 
scary fingernails. I apologize. They're fingernails. They're very long. They're scary. They're very scary long fingernails. I think you can handle it, but I want to warn you now. You are allowed to cover your face when you see scary long fingernails. All right? But I am giving you warning. This can be a little bit scary for some people. So uh, let me go ahead and show you that clip. All right, there we go. He made it fixed. He made it all the way to the end. No more scary fingernails. All right, so does anybody know what that's a clip from? The Walking Dead. All right. Now, look, I do not promote watching The Walking Dead. That was the uh, episode one, season one. That was the pilot episode. We all check out a lot of pilots. I will say this is I tried walking The Walking Dead. I didn't very much like it. Um, I apologize if you do like it. Uh, most people I know that actually do watch it don't like it. <laughs> so I'm just... I'm not recommending you watch The Walking Dead. I'm sorry if anyone from The Walking, Walking Dead is here, um, and for all of you zombies um, from the zombie apocalypse. But that's a scary scene, right? Now, it's much scarier when you can hear it. <laughs> um, but uh, the point is, is that could be very scary. The first time I saw that, I was waiting for something to jump out at him in the dark. Was anybody else waiting for that the first time they saw that? Ooh, I, I almost couldn't look at the screen. I'm like, oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, this is terrible. Because he kept on lighting this match. And I'm like, the next time he lights a match, it's over. My heart's going to jump out. I'm going to die today. Like, this is horrible. Because he's lighting a match. Something's in the dark. But then he got through the dark. That's the way our life tends to look. Now, look, if I played this again, if anybody was scared watching it that time, if I played it again for you right now, probably wouldn't be very scared because you know there's nothing in the dark, right? But in life, we don't know what's coming tomorrow. And that's why uh, God's point of view is so much different and so much better than ours because he can see tomorrow when we can't see it. We're like pulling out a candle in the dark. It's like we're walking and all we can see is a few steps in front of us. And it's terrifying sometimes. But God sees the end from the beginning. So today, I want to talk to you a little bit about your life through God's eyes to hopefully take some of this fear and pull it away and also give maybe some instruction for some things that uh, maybe we don't understand sometimes. All right, so someday you're going to have a monument to yourself. It will stand, at least in Western culture, it will stand for you in a yard for a very long time with your name on it. Does anybody know what that is? It's a gravestone in a cemetery, exactly. Someday, you're going to have a gravestone in a cemetery. All right? Yes, I apologize. That I'm, I'll miss me. Um, So you're going to have your name on a stone someday. All right? Now, you've all heard this before. I know. I'll get past it quickly. But the point is this. You're going to have three things written on your stone. The very first thing is going to be your date of birth. Okay? So there you go. Your date of birth is going to be on uh, on the stone. And then... At the end of the stone, you're going to have what? The date that you died, right? (laughs) So, look, it's my message. I can preach it the way I want. Um, And in between that, we're going to have a a dash. That's right. No, 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 not that kind of dash. We're going to have that kind of dash right there, right? We're going to have a dash, right? And that dash represents your life. It's kind of sad. It's like my entire life, my thousand years of living, is going to exist on this little, little bitty dash, right? So today, I'm going to try to explain a dash. So here, I made a big dash for us today, so we can, we can uh, visualize this. All right. Okay. Here's our dash. Okay, I'm going to, hopefully this dash won't fall down. All right, so here's our dash, right? 
So here's the beginning of our life. This is the first date. And here's the end of our life. This is the second date, right? Okay, so now we're looking at this from God's point of view. Your dash starts here, right? Well, not really. Your dash actually starts before that. The Bible says that before you were ever born, not just before you were born, but before any part of you existed, right? Before you were ever a a twinkle in your mother's eye. The Bible says that God had all of your days ordained. They're all planned out. They're all written in his book. All of your days are figured out according to God, right? And they're really, they're really good plans, right? So before the first step, before you're ever born, before the first date, God has a plan for you, which actually should speak pretty uh, significantly to anyone who thinks there might be a mistake here. Because God planned you before any part of you existed. And God doesn't make mistakes. Deuteronomy 32, chapter, uh, chapter 32, verse 4, says that uh, he is the rock. All of his work is perfect. All of his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. All of his work is perfect. You are his work. Right? Oh my goodness. He had a plan for you, and you're perfect. Nobody's a mistake. Right? All right. So then we go on. Okay, let's enter into life. Now you're the apple of God's eye. Right? And also, the Bible says uh, that he has the plans that he knows for you. We see this on coffee cups everywhere, right? I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They're good plans. They're going to prosper you. They're going to give you hope. Look, this is the plan. This is the dash. This is the plan. I'd like to present to you the plan. So the dash, the plan here is this whole plan that God has really good things to give to you, right? So uh, he wants to give you all the desires of your heart as you walk along this dash. Um, uh, The Bible says in Matthew 6.33 that uh, uh, the Lord and his righteousness and his kingdom and everything's going to be added unto you. When he's talking there about, he's talking about food. He's talking about clothing, right? He's not talking about like you'll have inner peace or something. He's talking about stuff, right? So here we go. You're walking along this line. You have the desires of your heart. You have all the things you need. Uh, You have goodness and mercy that follow you all the days of your life, right? This is looking like a really good get. Uh, Also, uh, according to Deuteronomy 28, you can be the head and not the tail. You can be above and not beneath, right? This is incredible. Also, you're going to have a really long life. It's going to be great. You're going to prosper in this life. And then you get to the end of your dash and you get to go to heaven. What an amazing life. Here's the thing. Most of us, if we're being honest, can say that this is not the life they see most people living. In fact, we're going through some troubles probably in this room. So wait a minute. The God of the universe, he created the cosmos with a word. He made light with a word. Go look at uh, uh, pictures from the Hubble telescope and just try not to be amazed at what God did with a word. And that God who created you and his work is perfect, and he laid out this perfect plan for your life. How in the world can that powerful God, how do his plans fail? Right? This is, this is, this is interesting. Well, Jesus says that this dash is not the only place that you can walk. This is the plan, for I know the plans I have for you, This is the plan all of your days were ordained before one of them came to be. This is the plan. This is what he has planned for you. It's a straight trajectory 
all the way from uh, birth to heaven, but it's not the only place you can go, right? There is a road. It's a narrow road. This is your narrow road. He wants you to walk on it, but it's hard to stay on it. And it's much easier to go on the wide road. That's why most people go on it, right? It's so much easier to, uh, to decide that you want to walk everywhere except for that thin road. So now we're starting to see some, maybe some explanation because here's the plan, right? But this is not the only place to walk, and it's the hardest place to walk. The Bible says there's few who find it, right? So you have this, this thin path that God meant you to walk on. This is where the promises of God exist. And you have this really wide path that leads to destruction. And that's what most people find and most people follow. So, how do we stay on this path? Right? It's easy. All you have to do is be perfect. That's easy, right? Just be perfect. In fact, Jesus says that. Matthew 5, verse 48, he says, be perfect as your, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Right? We are to be imitators of God. Ephesians 5, 1 says that, uh, be ye therefore imitators of Christ as dearly beloved children. Right? Uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that um, all Scripture is God-breathed. Li- literally, theos nustas is the original uh, word, wordage there. Theos, meaning God, like where we get the word theology. Nustas, where we get the word pneumatic, right? Air, literally breathed out from God. All Scripture is breathed out from the mouth of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be perfect thoroughly equipped for every good work. But wait, 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 wait. You're probably thinking now, that doesn't make any sense. Because there's other verses, Joey. Like there's Romans 3.23 that say that all sin and all fall short of the glory of God. There's verses that talk about uh, God looks to and fro throughout the earth and he can't find anybody that's righteous. Right? So, if all sin, how are we supposed to be perfect? How does this work? Well, I'm going to illustrate this for you. All right, so I need somebody to help me. Um, I, need like, I need somebody who, maybe somebody older, uh, somebody who has, who played play some sports or something. Um, wow, I don't have any volunteers, really. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, do you play some sports right there? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Isaac. Come on, come on up here, buddy. I'm going to uh, let you help us out. Can we give him a big round of applause? No, 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 no. I said a round of applause. Can we try that again? Oh, yeah. See, now you know I work with kids. Okay. Isaac, thank you for helping me today. Of course. I appreciate you. So here's what I'm going to do, Isaac. I'm going to give these to you. All right. So here we go. These are darts. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to hold this. Okay. Now, Isaac, for the love of mercy, (laughs) aim for the middle. That's the middle, if anybody doesn't know how these dark boxes are. All right, here we go. Yep. Hey, I'm alive! <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Not yet, not yet. Here's what I'm going to do. I want you this time, not really try. Don't really, don't really try. Wait, hold on a second. Maybe give me some... Oh, no, I used to have glasses on. They must be somewhere over here. All right, I'll just close my eyes. All right. Don't really try that hard. Hey! 
Hey, you did pretty good not even trying. All right, this time, I want you to spin around three times and then throw it. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. One, two, three, go. Hey, you did pretty good. Way to go, Isaac. Thank you so much. And uh, you can have a seat. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right. So I'll let you know in my planning, he wasn't going to hit the board each time. (laughs) I should have stepped farther back. But here's the point. Look, this is perfect, right? A perfect score is when you hit it dead center right there. Now, at least the first time, Isaac was trying, right? But I think this is the one he got the first time. Now, why in the world would he hit here when he was hitting here? Well, it's because he's not perfect, right? But he's still meant to aim here. This is still the aim, all right? So when we're talking about Jesus and he's saying that he wants you to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, that's the aim. That's the goal. He, look, he gets it. He gets it. We're flawed creatures, right? He's the only one that didn't sin. Hebrews uh, 4.12, I think. He's the only one that has no sin. We all have sin. All fall short of the glory of God. We don't all nail the bullseye every single time. But that's still the aim. The issue is, is that a lot of times people say, well, because nobody hits the bullseye, I'm not going to try to hit the bullseye. Ah! That's what you call sin. All right? So look, if you're on here, right, and you're not really aiming for God's plan at all, you don't really care about his plan, well, he calls that sin. Now, sin hurts us. If you look at every sin out there, sin hurts us us. It doesn't hurt, generally hurt God. Even though the Bible says that we sin against God, we sin against him, but he is saying that he wants this for us. He wants us to have a good life, right? The, the God so loved the world that he came into the, the uh, world to give his only son, right? He did it for us. He didn't do that for him. He didn't die on a cross for himself. He did that for us. He wants us to walk a sinless life. Why? Because on a sinless life, we have all the promises of God, that perfect life that we were talking about, Right? But the thing is, we don't really always do that. That's weird, right? right? Oh, the desires of your heart? Long life? Prospering? Why would anybody step off of this line? I'll illustrate that for you as well. Okay, let me do this. All right, so I need something that's going to tempt us off the line. Here we go. This should help. All right. All right, so here we go. All right, so I have something here that could tempt people off of lines. Okay, there we go. Now, nobody touches. I have to return to the bank later. All right, so this right here tempts a lot of people off of their line. Well, no, 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 Joey. People are allowed to have money. I mean, Solomon had money. The Bible says that the Lord uh, gives riches and adds no sorrow to it. We're supposed to have money. Absolutely. But that's on the line. God has a plan for your life. And sometimes he needs to teach you things before you get to certain places, right? So we're walking on the line, and we get to tax season. Now, the Bible says that God hates unjust scales. But we just know. If I just write a little couple extra things here and there, If I just twist some facts, then I'll get more money. Ooh, 
I don't have to be on the line completely. I know God hates dishonest scales, right? Let me just step off a little bit. It's just, it's just a small thing. I'm just lightly off the line, right? Or we go to the bank, and somebody says, you know, uh, here's an extra 50, right? Here's an extra 50 that they don't take out of your account. And then you go, they didn't take that out of my account. <laughs> like, you're out. Um, I remember I was at a bank one time, and the girl, um, uh, she took out like a totally off amount. Like I was, I asked for like something small. She gave me a huge amount, but only narc that I gave small. And I said, ma'am, I need you to check that. She was like, no, 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 go. I'm like, ma'am, I need you to check this. She's like, no, we really need to check this. And she goes, okay, fine. And she looked at me and she goes, oh. <laughs> and she changed it. And then she went off to do something, and her manager came over and said, thank you, you just saved her job, right? They, like, no malice, but that just can't happen, right? So, but, man, it would have been so easy to walk away from there and not put her above me. That would have been easy. Or here's a big one, right? This is one that affects churches a lot, all right? Here's a big one. God says that you rob me sometimes in church. Now, hopefully this isn't speaking to anybody in this room, and I have no idea personally. But he says, you rob me. I'm going to read this right here, right? Here we go. He goes, will a man of God, uh, will a man rob God? Yet you're robbing me. You ask, well, how do we rob you? By not making payments of the tenth and the contributions. That's your tithes and offerings. You're suffering under a curse, yet you, the whole nation, are still robbing me. Bring the full tenth into the storehouse so there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing on you without measure. So we say, a tenth of what I make? Let's see, if I make $1,000, that's like $100. I could follow this. I could follow this. Or I could buy an Xbox game. I could go out to eat twice. Right? So what happens is we're on this line, and we go, oh, but, ooh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just off the, off the line a little bit, God. Well, God says the way is narrow, and there's few that find it, but wide is the path that leads to destruction, right? He says, but get back in the line. He says, test me in this. I have all these promises on your dash, all right? He's, oh, oh, it's good. It's so good. It's, I know the plans I have for you. They're they going to blow your mind. They are good plans, right? Oh, they're going to prosper you. They're not going to harm you. They're going to give you hope. They're going to give you a future. Boom. Oh, man. It's good. Oh, but you're off the line. Come back to the line. I, I, look, I know. I get it. I get it. This is tempting. But look, over here, this, test, just test me. Try me. God's like, come on, try me. Be over here and see if I don't pour out heaven on you, Right? Now, if you, if you disagree, I just looked up another 100 verses on tithing. So just, just there's a reference, right? But how do, how, do we, how do we get to this place, right? How do people get to the place where they're like, I'm not really into that. I don't really want to do that, right? It's interesting. So let me do this. Here we go. So, okay. We have this. I'm going to take my water right here. We have this book. Here's a book over here. Now, I got this book when I was serving at a pastor's conference in um, Sacramento. It's a beautiful Bible, fully illustrated, uh, lots of great um, pictures and color and stuff like that. Okay, so I'm going to do something that's real quick. I'm just going to take this. 
And we're just gonna. All right, there we go. Now, I've done it. I've taken, and I've made a ransom note. And it says, wait, I'll show you in case, in case it's hard to see. Here we go. It says, do whatever you want. Sign the Bible. Now, how did I get to this place? Well, I started. Now, honestly, I, I promise you no Bibles were harmed in the making of this. Um, but I took this. This is a messy stage. Um, I took this, and I said, ooh, this is good. This is good. Ooh. Well, Malachi 3, 8 through 10. Well, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> let, me just, let me just cut that out. There we go. Now I don't, I don't need that anymore. That's really good. This, oh, ugh. I'm supposed to take Sabbaths off, but I could do so much other stuff on a Sabbath. Let me cut that out. Okay, here we go. This is good. Oh, pff, sexual immorality? Yeah, that's getting out of there. Let's get out of here. Do, 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 do. And, you, and you start to take it apart, right? And then you're like, do, 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 do. oh, now I've got it to this place. Now I have a Bible I like. It's got Jesus. Well, Jesus is a good guy. Love <laughs> Jesus. Everybody loves Jesus, right? So, Jesus is fantastic. Now we have this book, Jesus, but nothing else. Now, here's the thing. Jesus, you can find Jesus in the teachings of, uh, well, not the teachings, but you can find him in the writings of Tacitus, of uh, Pliny, the younger. Uh, you can find him in the books of Josephus. These are all historians. Jesus existed. Jesus is in the books of historians that didn't really like him very much, but he's there in the ancient historians. You can find him in other texts, right? You can also find him in a text uh, of, like, the, um, uh, the Quran. You can find him in the Quran. You can find Jesus all over. You can find him in a lot of like bumper stickers and stuff like that. But there's only one place where he's God, and that's in the book of the Bible, right? This is where God is God. Now, if you try to separate Jesus from this book, this Jesus comes from nothing. His whole foundation is in this book. How do you get a Jesus without the Bible? <laughs> it's crazy to me that, that people live these lives where they are like, we're going to have the Jesus conference, and we're going to decide what we like about the Bible. Well, that's great. You're going to end up with this right here. You're going to end up with whatever you want. Now, we actually cut this from this magazine. This magazine, as far as I know, says nothing about this in here. But we sure took pieces of this magazine to make it say this. You can make the Bible say anything you want. But the only way you get the real Bible is if you decide that you want to take it the way that God gave it to you. And God gave it to you as a whole piece of scripture, right? He gave it to you as one long story of love. God gave you the Bible to be the Bible, not just pieces of the Bible, right? I keep misplacing my, my little thing here. All right, so um, now we get back to our point of view. So that's God's point of view. One more time. You start out, you're loved. There's a great plan. You step on, there's a great plan. All along the way, there's all sorts of great plans. But actually, let's just, let's just jump back here in my message. Let me just reiterate this really quickly by saying this. All of these promises, right, they all come with a, a little bit of rules, right? Here we go. So delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you, right? Uh, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because I dwell in the house of the Lord forever, right? 
Uh, oh man, Deuteronomy 28. You want to get some good reading? We tried reading this one time in a youth class. Deuteronomy 28, it's like split in two. It's really long. And it's like, let me just, this is Moses talking to his people. Uh, and he says, let me just lay this out for you people. Do what the Lord says, and your life is going to be the bomb. It's like, he's like, look, you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not beneath. That's some of the things from here. You're going to have, you're going to prosper, and you're going to be happy, and you're going to be this, da, 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 da. And he goes, oh, but if you decide not to follow the Lord, here's the curses that are going to fall on you. And there's a lot of curses. So if you want to read through a great summary of what I'm talking about today, you just go to Deuteronomy 28. Or here, you want a long life and to prosper in the land? Honor your father and your mother. All of these things come with a, uh, like a circumstance, right? Do this and you'll get this. This is great. But you got to do this first. You got to delight yourself in the Lord to have the desires of our heart. You see what I'm saying? All right. So we're walking along this line. I just, wanted, I just wanted to reiterate that all of the promises before, they don't exist on their, uh, on their own. All right. So, um, <clears throat> so now, just to wrap up God's point of view, God has all these plans. He has a happy, happy life for you. It is a good life. The only reason it doesn't work out, it's not because God is not powerful, it's because God is not a dictator. God will not make you follow him. He will not put puppet strings on you. He will not program you like a robot. He, does, he asks you to love him. He requires that you love him. He will not make you love him. You have to walk on this line all by yourself. So now we jump back to our point of view. All right, so now we're still this candle in the dark, right? So we're taking steps. And they're still terrifying. But now we know that every step is actually good as long as you're on the right path that God has planned for you, right? I know that I can trust in the financial security of God, right? I know I can go this. I still can't see tomorrow. Generally, um, you can only see about a day ahead, right? Like, I know what I'm wearing today. I probably know I'm gonna, what I'm going to eat today. I generally know my plans. Tomorrow, a little iffy on. I'm, I'm not totally sure on it, right? But what we do is we try to figure out the month. We try to figure out the year. Golly. If, I mean, I never have rent, right? It's like, ugh. I mean, I'm not speaking that over myself. I will always have rent. But in the past, I have very many months that I have not had rent. But by the end of the month, I always had rent. But during the month, I'm like, how am I going to pay this? I got this to do. I got this to do. This isn't going to work out. I don't know. This is, this, this is crazy. But God says to stop thinking that way. God says, take it a day at a time, right? He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to worry about itself. There's some planning. Yeah, plan. You know, make sure that you do the things you have to do, but stop thinking about tomorrow. Today is what you're meant to think about, right? You're meant to figure out today, because here's the thing. Tomorrow is always terrifying. But today, I always have enough money for a soda. Today, I'm warm. Today, I'm, I'm happy. I'm with you guys, right? Tomorrow, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, it's terrifying. I don't have enough money for tomorrow. I don't, know I, have, I don't have what I need for tomorrow. But today, I'm okay. I know I'm okay. But God's like, yeah, I designed it like that. <laughs> he says, stop thinking about tomorrow. I have tomorrow. You think about today. He said it with the, uh, uh, um, with the uh, Israelites as well. He said, look, you're going to be gathering this stuff called manna. It is food from heaven. You don't have to worry about food. But don't try to figure this out. Don't like try to outthink me. You just gather what you need for today. Right? He says it right here. So he says, gather the manna that you need for today. Don't try to take manna for tomorrow. All provide for tomorrow, tomorrow. Don't try to figure this out. Don't, don't outsmart me here. Live with me in the moment. 
right? Yeah, and look, we're all going to look back at our lives and be like, oh, those were the good old times. Like, oh, man, remember high school? Well, all of you in high school, you probably think those, that's bad. But I mean, when I was in high, oh, I think back at the good times, man, I had my friends, and we had no responsibilities, and we were just running around like crazy. It was so much, those were the good old days, right? And then like, oh, college, those were good. They're always the good old days when they're behind us. So guess what? This is a good day, because tomorrow you're going to say that was a good old day. Well, maybe not tomorrow, but in the future. So what I'm saying here is that God planned this for you. He planned you to have this kind of life, where you live day by day with joy, right? And that you don't try to gather up for tomorrow. You don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to worry about stuff. Don't try to do that. Just worry about today. Who remembers what happens if they try to gather more than one day's manna? Worms. Gross, right? So you try to gather all this extra stuff. You try to outsmart God. God's like, well, now you're on the wrong path. And here's what you're going to get. Gross, dirty worms, right? So uh, in, in the bread. But you can just go, oh man, worms. Well, I'll go gather. Well, you're supposed to do that in the first place. You would have worked less yesterday to gather up worm bread if you just would have remembered that tomorrow you're going to have time for bread as well. All right? So, um, so that's the thing. This is how we're meant to live our lives, right? We're meant to say the trajectory, the bullseye, is there. Oh, nope, I'm not going to distract it. Money, oh, nope, nope. Sexual morality, nope, I'm not going to distract it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, 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 the pride of life, uh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Nope, I don't want these things, right? I'm going to keep on walking on the path of God. And I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know who holds it. And who holds it is awesome. And he's got some great promises. And I've tested these promises as long as I can remember. Oh, they're good. They always come through every single time. But maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Joey, I'm walking on that path. But I'm not experiencing what you're saying, right? I'm not really, um, I'm not, this doesn't seem real to me because I don't have everything I ever wanted. I am trying to delight myself in the Lord dealing. I'm trying. I know sometimes I'm messing up. I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can, but there's still so much trouble in this world. Well, God saw that too, right? He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But as long as you're on his path, as long as you're with him, he has overcome the world. This is the kind of thing that, like, daily, you, you, I mean, if you're, if you're looking out for it, you'll see it all the time. There's always trouble, right? We had trouble with some sound. It didn't really matter. He overcame it. The point still got across. Uh, last, night, last night, we were trying to sleep, and they decided to have a party upstairs. <laughs> and I think they brought elephants and possibly the loudest speakers in the world. And so, I mean... It was shaking so much. The ceiling was shaking so much. It was rattling the dishes on our table. <laughs> and, and this is nuts. And so we couldn't get to sleep, though. So, so we got about four hours of sleep last night. But when I woke up this morning, I felt more rested than I have any day this week. Because in this world, I have trouble. But God overcomes the world. It's so good, right? He's so good. Um, so look, you're going to see trouble. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you just have to keep on, like, keep your focus ahead because it's like you know what tomorrow brings, right? Um, and here's, here's a really good uh, a, a point to remember. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little story that um, I learned from a guy named Kent Hovind. And so uh, Romans 8, 28, this is one of, one of my favorite verses. All things work together for good for those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. So let's say... I am hungry. This is Kent Hovind. This is what, what he uh, said. He says, let's say I'm hungry. And I go knock on the door of my neighbor. Oh, man, I'm hungry. I got no food right now. He's like, oh, come on inside here. Here you go. Here's a cup of flour. 
cup of flour. Oh, wait, I'm so sorry. Uh, here is a dish of Crisco. Ah, oh, wait, 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 I got this. Here's some baking soda. Ugh. Oh, oh, here you go. Uh, how, about some, um, how about some salt? Ugh, right? He's not giving me these things, and they're disgusting by themselves. But you put them all together, and they make biscuits. Oh, I like biscuits, right? So all of these things work together for biscuits, right? All things work together for good. Now, if I was in the kitchen with God while he was making biscuits, and I didn't know what he was making, I'd be like, oh, vanilla. You need vanilla in that. Here's some vanilla, right? God's like, no. But vanilla's good. Baking soda's bad. No. Really? Okay, I got this. Here's some chocolate. Stick it in there. No? Well, I like sandwiches. Here's some mayonnaise. No? How about some Nutella? All these things, as good as they might be by themselves, would ruin God's biscuits. So maybe you're going through something in your life, and you're telling God what he should be doing. Like, God, look, come on, just do this. And God's not answering you, right? He's probably giving you what you need to get where he wants you to be on this line. But you've got to stay with him. You'll win every battle if you fight it. You will win every battle if you fight. People give up all the time. If you stick it out, you fight, you will win the battle every single time, right? And now we understand things like this. We rejoice in our sufferings. What? Why in the world would we rejoice in sufferings? Because we know the suffering produces endurance, right? Endurance produces character. Character produces hope, and they don't have it in here. But hope does not what? Hope does not disappoint. So you've walked this line, right? You've got this candle in the dark. You're walking your dash, and you take a step, and there's, there's baking soda. Ugh. And then, oh, there's salt. Oh, I get it. I get it. The reason I couldn't goof off in class is because I was supposed to learn things. Oh, my mom told me to clean my room, and I thought she was the devil? No. Now I understand how to make a bed when I get out of where. Oh, my dad told me to do things, whatever those things are, and I got out, and now, like, I know how to work a job so I can have money and afford, like, a car. Oh, I get it. It all worked together for biscuits. It all works together for good, right? That's the plan. Now, now here, here's the thing. It's, it, I know this. There's an there's a 18-inch or so distance from here to here. Oh, I know this. Sometimes you've got to like, know it in here to really get it. So I'm going to give you an illustration. All right, so um, I, I feel like I'm carrot top up here. <laughs> carrot top, you know, we always have like a thing. Of, okay, anyway. Um, all right, so here we go. Who has lived in L.A. for more than a year? Ooh, one year. Can I get five years? Five years. Anybody? Five years. Five years. Five years. Okay. Anybody for 10 years? 10 years. Anybody? 10 years. We got some 10 years in the back. Anybody for 15 years? 15 years. 15 years. We got some 15 years. How about 20 years? 20 years. 20, 20 years. Oh, we have about 30 years. Anybody? 30 years. 30 years. We got 30 years in the back. How about 40 years? 40 years. Anybody for? We got some 40 years. I'm going to stop there because I don't want anyone to feel old. <laughs> All right. 40 years. I've lived here about six, right? Now, I have a question for you. If I drop if I drop this ball, right, how many, how many people think it's going to fall? We got a few. Okay, let me try. Let me try it again. If I drop this ball, how many think it's going to fall? Oh, we got more. Here we go. Nice. All right, here we go. If I drop this ball, how many think it's going to fall? Exactly. All right, look. Eventually, you'll just be able to say as many times as you drop it, Joey. So let me tell you this. I had months. I had rent. 
The first month I was here, I didn't know how, I didn't have the money, but I got it. The next month rolled around, I had rent. The next month rolled around, I had rent. 72 months later, I have always had rent. Sometimes I don't have rent till the day of, but I've always had rent. How many times do I have to drop the ball before I figure the ball's going to keep falling? How many times does God have to provide before I know God will provide? Right? Some of you have lived here for 40 years. God has provided every single month for you. Holy cow. Every single day, if we're talking about bread, our daily bread, right? He has taken our crooked paths and made them straight every single month for so long. When, when, when do we finally decide he's going to do it next month? When do we stop fearing the darkness that's just out here? If I'm on this line, even if I step there and something does look scary, I know it's going to work together for good. Even if there's trouble, I know that God has overcome the world. But generally, I'm going to step here and find the desires of my heart. This is my experience. This is my testimony. Generally, when I walk through life, I, look, like two months ago, <laughs> we, I, literally, Lindy and I, that's my wife, had, didn't have money for bread, nothing. We, could, we scoured our house until we found enough nickels and dimes to buy bread. We made a video of that. I probably should have put it up here, but neither of us had makeup on, so I didn't. Um, so we, we have this, we find enough nickels and dimes that we finally have bread. We made a video. We were so excited because we had, we had nothing to eat, and we finally had enough money to buy a loaf of bread at CVS. Wow, we were so happy. God provided that day. And there was no fear there. There was no animosity like, well, I need more than this, God. Look, he gave us our daily bread. And then we'd go to somebody and we'd laugh about that. And then they'd give us food. My goodness. Uh, I, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but there's a lot of people in our church. We would tell them the goodness. Oh, man, God is so good. And they'd go, oh, wait, you need, here's some food. Here's, here's, I mean, my goodness. I really don't want to point people out in this room. I feel like I should, I, I'm not going to do it. But the point is, is that they'd give us gift cards to, to like, uh, uh, Starbucks. They give us money for shopping, like three separate times. People, are like, you just go to the store here, buy some stuff, like twenty bucks. They gave us food out of their gardens, out of their cabinets. God always provided. Now you start, you could probably see why uh, David says, "I've um, never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread." If you're living in a community like this, if my house burns down, I lose everything I own, and I'm trying, but I have nothing. You all, I know, would support me for years because you know that I'm, tr- I'm doing my best. If I stopped doing my best, if I stopped trying, you'd be like, well, you need to go work. <laughs> but the point is, is that if I lost everything today, I wouldn't go hungry today because you'd be there for me. I know you would because you, you were for months, like a few months ago. Now, praise God, I'm doing better now. No, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> <laughs> <is> joking. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that's the thing. Every single day, you're going to have everything you need. And you can trust God because that's his promise to you. That's the dash. Or you can choose to walk the way that leads to destruction. It's wide and it's no fun. I mean, and anybody here that's lived a life and gotten saved will tell you, don't do that. You're not going to want it. Like, oh, no, don't, just, just trust me. Don't go down that path, right? Because God has a really good plan for you. So one more. God made a dash. It's full of promises but you got to stay on it. And as long as you're on it, even though we can't see a day ahead, we can see basically to the end of the day, which is how God meant it to be. So rejoice, be glad, breathe deep, because tomorrow God will take care of tomorrow. 
Tomorrow he'll take care of that thing you don't know how you're going to get done. Tomorrow he'll take care of rent. Right? Do what you can, but when you get to the end, just trust in him and have joy. That's the life he meant for you. That's the dash. If the worship team wants to come up, then uh, we, can, we can wrap this up in worship. Hey, thank you. Stop it. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, hey, let's, let's pray while they're getting ready. Um, wow, God. Lord, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good, Jesus. You just, you go before us and you make our way straight. Lord, you go behind us and you're our rear guard. You protect us from the back. You surround us, God, all the time like a hand covers or chicks in our wings. Lord God, you walk with us, Lord. You give us promises. You give us wisdom when we don't know how to fulfill the promises. And God, I feel led to say this, Lord Jesus, that if there's somebody here that's not aiming for the bullseye or hasn't been aiming for the bullseye, God says, just turn and, and, and start now. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. John 1.9 says that if you confess your sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you've been off the bullseye, put your eye back on the bullseye. You might have to work your way back to that path that God has put on your life, right? The path that God meant for you, but you'll get back to it and then you'll continue on that path in all of his promises. So Lord Jesus, speak to hearts, Lord God. During this time of worship, may people have communion with you and speak to you and love on you, Lord, and may you dance and sing over them, Lord God. And Lord, I ask you that you would redeem souls, redeem hearts, save lives tonight. We thank you for your love, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. This has been a presentation of Valley Metro Church. To hear more messages or to support future podcasts, please visit us at valleymetrochurch.com.